So in this week's parsha, um, this is a piece from the Sister Chaim of Chaim Mother. They put out besides on the Moyodim, etc. They also put out on the Parshias now, Baruch Hashem. Um, so the Torah talks about the mitzvah of Hezaktaboy. When your your brother is become impoverished, has become impoverished, and he is declining. Hezaktaboy, grab hold of him. Even if he's not an actual brother, he's a ger v'soshev, he's a ger tersha, which means he's a non-Jewish person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, who is committed to keep the, the, the seven mitzvahs in Bezdin. in Bezdin. Right? So he's made a full commitment to do it in front of Bezdin, that person, uh, you have to make sure that he lives with you. So um, he finds it interesting, the language over here is the word imoch, with you. Keep stressing that he's with you. Well, just say... Take care of him. Why, why, why is the idea of the imoch? No, I just want something to hold this up because it keeps holding down. Jesus. Yes. One of these books. Oh, that, that's that will never work. The book will work. I wouldn't use a paper, but the history book. Okay. No, awesome out. One more. Um, okay. Sort of. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so because of Madgish Imoch, Bechain, Bechaimoch, Kabonok, Meshakosov, and Kesselhab, as a me, as only Imoch. So over there, see, so he wants to understand what's this word Imoch, which is being used multiple times as the, with you. So he suggests the Rashi and Parshas Mishpatim. Um, the Torah talks about the midst of lending somebody. It says that you should preferably give, if you have a limited amount of resources to lend, you should give preference to the, 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 the impoverished individual. Again, the Torah says, I mean, when you lend money, the only should be with you. So again, this word imoch is found. So we find this word imoch multiple times. So over there, Kazarashi, um, you need to feel as if you're impoverished. When you lend him the money, it's not enough to lend him the money. You need to feel as if you're impoverished. So now, the question is, I'm taking care of you. I'm a nice guy. I'm helping you out. I'm taking care of everything you need. Why do you have to perceive yourself as being impoverished to fulfill the mitzvah? The Torah says the mitzvah has to be done. This is the fashion how the mitzvah has to be done. It has to be done from a vantage point as if you're an oni. Why is that necessary? So he says like this, If you cannot picture what it means to be impoverished, you don't understand the, the emotions that he's feeling. You can't do it in the full fashion. It's famous Meisel, with Reu Chaim Meisel. Reu Chaim Meisel was the Rav of Lodz in, in Poland. Um, lived in the turn of the you know, turn, turn of the century, but I mean, I mean, the 1900s, um, early 1900s. Uh, he was known to be, besides being a turn of the he was very sharp, very on the ball. Um, I mentioned, to, I spoke to you one time. I mentioned about him. Um, so, uh, once he needed, one of the biggest problems that they had for the neem in Europe was, and the winters were, br- were brutal, and they needed wood, they needed fuel to to warm these homes. So he came to this. Well, very wealthy individual. He wanted the person should commit to give back the amount of wood. 
I'm not sure if the person owned forests or the person had money. I'm not sure what it was, but so uh, knocks on the door. The fellow has a nice warm home and opens the door and it's cold outside and Reichheim is dressed with a cold. He opens the door. He's not dressed with a cold. And he invites the rabbi. He says, no, let's talk by the door. And he stands outside the door. So he's not going to shut the door in the face of the rabbi. He's standing in, in his light clothing and the rabbi is just schmoozing and just schmoozing and schmoozing and schmoozing and schmoozing. <laughs> And the fellow is getting colder and colder and colder and colder. Finally, he says, you know, would the Rav mind telling me why he's here? Uh, can we please come inside? He says, no, I want to stay out of here. He says, I, I want to ask you for help with the, the wood for the, the, the anion. He says, well, why couldn't you ask me inside? He says, I want you to know what it feels like not to have wood in you, to stand in the, the cold without wood. Then you're going to give the wood properly. Then you're going to give it, you know. So, so that story, the point of the story was he should give more generously. He's saying, independent of that, it's not a question of being more generous or less generous. If you understand and you are going to, besides the act of giving the money, you're going to emote with the individual and give him emotional recognition and support and validation of his challenges. It's a whole different act of, 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 of stalking. This is a general key how to do chesed properly. <laughs> Try to imagine what it feels like. Then you can then you can grab hold of him and 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 give him that support. The main definition of chesed is not how much you gave, it's how you gave it. How much heart you're putting into it. Then you can really emote with the individual, understand his emotional needs, understand his the the trauma that he's going through, the challenges he's going through, and then you give it from a, as a sense of support, not just the, the financial support, but the, the emotional support, etc. That's the, the concept of chesed. Um, um, it's interesting. Hirsch has a different shot. In the, the, the word imoch. Uh, just, just uh, both of them. I think are. You know, they don't need myaskoma. I think. I think they're right. You know, they're they're all right. Um, so the Torah writes that both of the imoch. Exactly what we gave us the shabachai imoch. The next pasuk says, um, and you should give to him imoch. So he says that. The word imoch means that you have to understand when you made money, you're going to work and you're making money. So you look at it, you know, you made $1,000. That $1,000 is yours. You're making a mistake. When you went to work and made money, the person gave you part of the money to, take, to help, your, help somebody else. That's why you got the money. So when you go to work, if you picture that your brother is with, going with you, it's like you're taking the responsibility for him as you go to work. The the life of your brother is with you as you go to wherever you're doing and making you you picture you're you're doing this not just for yourself but for somebody else. So then of course you'll be able to get part with the money because it wasn't yours anyway. But if it's my money, I don't want to give it away. Um, okay, um, so he's gonna he's going to elaborate significantly on this idea of. Um, Trying to, to feel to, to connect to the emotions of the individual, he never really comes back into the piece and talks about well, why don't we do this. 
Why is this difficult? So simple answer is because we're not we're not familiar with a. So if I'm trying to emote with something which I never experienced, it's difficult. Right? That's a very difficult thing to emote. You know, low lano. The person they're impoverished. They're impoverished. Uh, the 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 father is very sick, and he can't work. And the and the mother had a nervous breakdown from the pressure, and she can't work. And the the family is a mess. A person never lived through that trauma. Can't really emote to what it means. The feeling of the the, the helplessness that the, the individual feels. He's 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 become ill, and he, he feels helpless and hopeless. He has no. He he feels at a crisis for his family, and he has no way to to fulfill it to take care of them and it's, it's, it's killing him. He feels like he's a failure as a human being. We don't relate to that. We never, we never felt that emotion. Right? The, then the, the feeling of the, the guilt that he has that his wife had a nervous breakdown because of him. Like, the guy's a mess. Right? So I, I come in and I, I, I give him some money to help him with the situation. I give him a lot of money to help him with the situation. I'm very, I'm very wealthy. But I can't really emote with it, what he's living through because I never, I, I can't imagine such, such a feeling. Um, so that's you know a, the simple understanding of it, uh, and that's true. Taking it a step further, we don't want to emote. It's scary to emote these type of things because it's 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 scary. We it's much easier in life to sort of like, like think you know these things don't happen to people like me. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an intelligent guy. I, I'm very responsible. I worked out how to make sure that I have everything I need. You know, and you know, these are things that happen to me. Of course, Russia doesn't necessarily follow that script. You know, but that, but that's we sort of picture it that way. Rukhasa writes, uh, it writes, he says, he's talking about a different point, but I'm going to borrow the point. He says, why are people more scared of the, of, of the, the come to the come to the Yom and the Royim, and they're, they're not. I mean, you're, it's a life or death situation. She says, because people think of it as if there's a, there's, you know, Hebrew was in there like a, like a, like a club. So there's a membership, there's a club membership called the Hebrew Star, the people who die. I didn't buy a membership in that club. I'm, I'm here forever. We don't think about the fact that our lives are in the, you know, that happens to somebody else, not to me. So the same way that Shul, later, we don't think like that when, right, we, and, 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 and we're not necessarily emotionally wired to think about it because, Many people, they start thinking about it. They go into, they get depressed. Start picturing what I would look like if that would. I would just. I, I'm not ready to handle that. And it's and, it, and there's a logic to that. The person who's going through it, the Russian gives them the emotional wherewithal to handle it. The person not going through it doesn't have that matana from Hashem to have the emotional wherewithal to handle it. So we're not really. We're, in some ways, we're not really ready to think about it. Um, uh, but the third. Uh, Concern or limit reason why we think we have a challenge with it is because it puts it puts a tremendous obligation upon me. You know, whereas I was giving the person X amount of money, in the back of my mind is I'm saying, you know, if I really really get into this guy's kishkas, I'm not going to be comfortable just giving X amount of money. I'm going to feel I have to give Y. Well, I don't want to give Y, so let's not feel like that's not a moat with the guy. Therefore, I won't have to give Y. You know, it's a safety mechanism, right? Um, so there are multiple mechanisms which are, which are playing subconsciously why I do not want to emote with this fellow. I do not want to try and connect to what's going on with him, try and picture it and feel that feeling and then give from that vantage point. But Chazal is saying that that's not true chesed. True chesed is that I can feel with the individual. Um, 
I think the fourth reason which we have, um, so this, I, I, let's make the, let's make the, let's contrast two scenarios. Scenario number one is this fellow's a terrible situation. I sit there and I contemplate it, I think about it, and then I go and I offer help. So I, in my own volition, decided to help. You know, I feel good about that. It's hard, etc. But I do that. Let's change the scenario. The fellow comes to me. He starts pleading for help. It's a very uncomfortable situation to be in when somebody's pleading for help. Because right? they're making demands on you, etc. So you have the Meshulk knocks on the door. And, you know, so you give him your, your, your check for $10, $15, $18. Could you do 50 Maybe you could do 100 Maybe you give me three head checks. Right? Now, why is he doing that? He's doing that because he likes to take your money? He's doing that because he has tremendous, he's, he's living in a tremendous burden, which is so overwhelming that he's, it pushes him to be and ask you for something which is not, he, he, does he know what your financial situation is? He's got, his job is to ask. He, he needs help, right? So he does that. Your job is to say, you know what, I wish I could give more, but right now it's all I can give. I don't like saying that. That sounds, doesn't sound good. So I'd rather make him out to be the villain and therefore, I'm a big sadic because I, I'm not. You know, I, I don't like being the one who's like being pressured to do, and I felt guilty about not doing. I don't like feeling guilty. So the answer is he's a rusher. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not feeling guilty. But 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 that's what happens. You know, people knocking your door and they're pushy, right? Understandably, but if I remote with them, they wouldn't feel pushy. They would feel normal. I don't know what it's like to live with the pressure that your daughter can't get married unless you raise $5,000 in the next three days. I don't know what that means. But if I would, I'd be pushy too. It's my daughter. There's a Yushalmi which says that we have to have a corset term for, for, the, for the, the, the fakers. It says, why do the corset term for the fakers? Because the Shem punishes for not giving to an only terribly. It's horrible punishment for not giving to another. But since there are fakers out there, so the, it's a horrible phase that maybe this guy's a faker. So I have some level of defense. I thought he was a faker. There'd be no fakers out there. I have no defense. And I'd be, I'd be wiped out of Bessel Shomala. There'd be no defense against not taking care of the knee improperly. So you're telling me, so we have to have a course of type to the faker. There are fakers out there, yes. And the guys who come with your professional shalakim, it's not their situation. A lot of people come with it's their situation, personal situation, right? And yeah, I, I can't help them tremendously because I have excellent money I can afford to give per month, and uh, I'm ready giving. But the, but the guy's going to push. He said, "Well, maybe you can give me a check now for next for next month," because he needs. So I'm just feeling just sitting there feeling like, like ugh. So. You have to work yourself and say, you know, picture where he's coming from. Um, years ago, it's just, you know, just on a practical level, when it came to Stoka, you know, people would come to the house and I, I would give them, and I, I tried to give them, you know, something according to my, my ability, no, no major sums of money. I also would spend time talking to them and trying to, you know, just give them a smile, give them something to eat, something to drink. Um, I speak Yiddish and I speak Yiddish. 
so it's a little bit easier than some people because I, I can't communicate with the guys it's very uncomfortable I, you know at least I'm able to you know I don't do well in Russian yet but you know okay uh, that's rare that I get somebody who speaks Russian doesn't speak Yiddish um, but I'm looking at you know at the end of the year as a telling up for my, my my tax purposes and I'm saying you know I'm giving a lot more stock to the people at the door than maybe I want to give I want to be giving it to other moisters which I feel are more important so I said, let's take a list of how much I'm giving per month, approximately, and how I would like to portion that. So I like to give Tulsa Shiva X amount of money because I learned it for so many years. I feel it requires to give to Tulsa Shiva. I want to give to the Shiva here. I want to give to the Carlow. I want to give to the Torah School. I want to give to the Academy. I want to, you know, uh, local schools. I want to, there's certain, I want, you know, it's investments, right? You know, I want, I want the portion of Lakewood. Right? It's a good investment. Right? I want a portion of Mir Yeshiva. 8,000 people sitting and learning. I think I would like, I would like a chalik on that. So I called up Lakewood Yeshiva and I says, would you send me, this is, you know, now I do my credit card, but then, you know, it's my, my checks when I did this. Can you send me 12 envelopes, you know, and I'll be sending a check per month, and I think I said $15 per month. And they said, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> send the mail, like, you know, that day. You know, like, you know, so the fellow said to me, if every member of Christ would do this, they had fifteen dollars a month to, to like Yeshiva. We'd have no fundraising. He said, "I mean, I want a chelik to like Yeshiva. I'm, I'm giving Tzadik more than that. I feel the price Tzadik I've learned it for so many years. I'm giving here more, but I, I, I don't want to invest in, in like with Yeshiva. I don't want to invest in in the mere Yeshiva. Of course I do. You know. Then I said, okay, I want to leave X amount of money for discretionary at the end of the month. You know, you know, per month I can give out to people who come to the door. So then I, when people came, I started giving them less." But they remember last year I gave them, you know, more. You know, this year, I, last year I gave them 18, now I'm giving them 10. You know, you know, is it possible you can give 18 like you did last year? I said, I can't, you know. I wish I could. But it's uncomfortable. So that, that conversation is uncomfortable. I made a spreadsheet. I made a spreadsheet, what I want, you know, per month, you know, so I could get a picture of what I'm doing. And, uh, and... Now I have it on credit cards. I have, you know, it's, it's, you know they, they charge me monthly X amount of credit cards. Um, and um, so we don't get Michelle from out of door too much anymore. Like we, you know, COVID sort of stopped that. Uh, once in my lifetime, I lost it with the Michelle look. The guy was really pushy. I was so embarrassed. I was so upset at myself. I lost it. You know, the guy, can, can you can you give more? So I said, can, can I show you my checkbook, please? You want my ledger? He said, no, 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 no. I said, I would like you to see my ledger and show how negative it is right now. You know, and then you listen, I'm giving what I can, but I can't give more. I, 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 I was very upset at myself. He has a sorry, he has a problem. My problems are not his problems. Right? I can't give, I can't give. I apologize, I wish I could give more, but making him feel bad now, because he asked, What's my, why, why am I doing that? A, B, I don't have to answer to him. I have to answer to Kodesh Boroku. He can think I'm a, sh- a schmuck if, if he thinks it's, you know, that's his business, you know. Right? But it, if I feel that to Kodesh Boroku, I did the right thing, great. If not, not great. You know, like, I'm not answering to him. So that's, I think, where we get also uncomfortable. Can I give more? Of course I could. I have, have $10,000 put away in, in savings that I want in case I have a major need. I could cut into that money and give it to him. I don't want to. Maybe I'm not machuyev to. But to say I can't, I could. So what am I supposed to say? I don't want to give you more. That doesn't sound good. 
So you, you feel so uncomfortable, you're not sure what to say, so you get upset at the guy. So because you don't know what to say, you make him feel bad. Right? That's not fair. So he says, no, if you can picture where he's coming from, you wouldn't do that. You would say, oh my gosh, this is horrible. The guy's situation is horrible. I, 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 I really wish I could do I, I, I just, I, I, right now, I just can't. I, I cannot commit to that. Whatever reasons, my emotional needs, whatever reason, you know, I just can't do that. But I understand where you're coming from. Okay, so let's skip a little bit. Um, so he gets involved in an idea, um, the next few pages, which take us a little bit too long. Um, that um, the idea of helping people who do not even need, because it's still, it's still a mice effect. Um, and that that's, which really is a little bit not directly what we're talking about but he brings a piece from the Rebbe which I want to look at okay uh-huh <clears throat> Let's start from page cool. Look at page cool A first. Okay, so he talked about this idea, the idea that you, you greet a person with it with with it, with, it, with a saber upon the office. We would translate as a shining countenance. I'm happy to meet you. I I, I appreciate the fact that you came. Um, now we don't always feel like that. Honestly, we should, but we don't. You know, the again, Zagar says that if a person understands how much protection he gets from, from, from the, the judgment of Shemayim by giving stock to Aniyim, people will be running after the Aniyim in the streets and giving them, forcing money on them. If we don't understand what it means to give stock to Aniyim, we don't. So I'm not really excited to meet you. I really prefer not, you didn't come to bother me, you know, like, you know. But, but you're supposed to be a macabre person who can't in the office. You're supposed to be a macabre. That, that includes your friend. That also includes somebody who's a stranger. Somebody who's coming to you for help. Um, so, um, so, Shami Armor, have you become a scholar of the Messiah in the office? Shami Shidwit Hidwit Shidwar Shakhib, the Kabbalah Seminar Yosef, Enemy Omer Rak Klapi Yadid of Benebais. It's not your friends, people live by your members of your household. Ella, have you become a scholar of the Messiah in the office? Everybody you meet. She says, You shouldn't have a scowl on your face when you're walking. You should, you should give them with a, with a smile, meet them with a, with a, with a, with a shiny face, with a, a, a lit up face, literally. So it's not only. Um, when I walk down the street in this, with this scowl on my face, with this sour face, people get uncomfortable. I walk down the street with a smile, people appreciate it. So that goes into this Mishnah, that everybody that you meet, 
whether you're necessarily meeting them, it doesn't say you're meeting them in a social event, you're meeting them in your house, you're meeting them in the street, you're walking by them. Right? It's so nice to meet you, have a good day. Right? Have a good day, right? So you smile at the person. Marv Rabbi is a Talmud, this is his Rebbe, he was a Talmud Muvik of Rav Dessler. The Mithamaliyo, the five Cholokim were put out by him. He was the Talmud who published the five Cholokim of Mithamaliyo. Rav Dessler did not put them out, publish them himself. They were published, they were published posthumously from the notes and from the shurim of Rafilanders that's how put it put it together. So Rav Dessler, Omar, he and Mitzavim should remember that Yer Omar Mipihilo, she's time b'midas hanova by misnagim kolodim l'fimish resedin. You would have sort of expected this this statement of a cavalry person from Sebron Yovis from Hillo, not Shammai. Right? You know, we have all this. Refers to the fascinating piece, of collected writings. Um, I'm going to say volume five. Could, could, that's wrong, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know the difference anyway. So, so I can say volume five. You believe me? Um, so Refers writes in collected writings. You know, while Gretz, you know, came out with his 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 sixth volume, of Jewish history. Um, at the same time, Refers was you know, writing his polemics in, the, in Germany. And Refers held that there was many, many, many mistakes. You know, he was bringing a secular bent to understand Chazal. One of the things is this idea that Hillel was a nice guy and Shammai was a mean person. Like, that was Gretz's Einfall. So we're, to this day, we, get to, we have to deal with this you know, myth. Shammai is the one who says, you from Kabbalah, let's call it Maseir Panam Yofis. Like the Shammai, the mean Shammai is walking on the street smiling at everybody. He looks like, you know, like the, the like when Tal, Tal walks down to the shopping center with the mini, trying to figure out like how in the world do you greet every single person with, you know, with a smile. Like, ah! <laughs> no, they're never going to confirm my life. You know, like it doesn't make any, like, That's Shammai. It's not a hill walking on the street saying, it's Shammai walking on the street saying, what's that? Look at Shammai, Shemidah, so how you saw P. Midas Adin. The. Everybody in the world deserves, they have a, actually have a claim on you that you should meet them, you should greet them properly. They're a Telemelokim. How do you greet a Telemelokim? They're a human being. They're, they're, they're a godly soul. How do you greet that? What's the, what's the, what, is your, what is the appropriate way to deal with that? It's not it's not Mishur din. This is the, the correct attitude. That's what Shammai is saying. This is, my gosh, you just met the God of Lador. You wouldn't do that because you're meeting the God of Lador. Well, this is an Ashama from a Kodesh Boracle. I mean, he's not the God of Lador, but he's an Ashama from a Kodesh Boracle. That that doesn't deserve some some type of respect and and, uh, sensitivity towards that individual, how you're going to greet them. That's the point that he says over there. Okay. He stopped one of his Talmidim um, who had like this, it was Elul, and of course, you know, these people work very much on the idea of the internalizing the, the, the Yermadin. So it's Yermadin. Yeshiva said over that the Kaim Veloshin, or 
it's a famous Meister from Lashoner that he got up to speak, and he was the Roman Lashoner besides being a Shiva, he was the Roman Lashoner, and he got up to speak Rosh Chodesh Elul, and he said, Haint is Rosh Chodesh Elul, tonight is Rosh Chodesh Elul, tonight is Rosh Chodesh Elul, and he fainted from the Pachet on the spot. Yamadin is coming. Right? Okay? So, imagine, right, so Rosh Chodesh had these Tamina Bali Musa, they're working on the top, etc., and he's walking on the street with this very, very serious look on his face. So, Yisrael Salanta said to him, you're a Borbishos Rabin. You're making people feel uncomfortable. You're a Borbishos Rabin. It's like making people fall. He says, you, you have Evla Beliboy, you have your pain inside your heart, but you have a smile on your face. That's how you're supposed to walk down the street. That's what Salanta told him. But Bali Musa, you can never win. If you're not serious, ah, you're not taking Elo very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, my dinner's coming. You look serious, you're not supposed to look serious either. Like, you, know, like, you can't win. You know, whatever you do, you're wrong. You know, that's, that's the main thing with, with Bali Musa. You know? always, always, always give him a um, Let's do two more, two more points over here along these lines on the same part of my office. Next page. So, paralleling with Sethus this is a mission of right? So, paralleling with Sethus we have Ovestor of Nosson. Ovestor of Nosson basically was a much more expanded version. Our Ovest is six, is six prokim, five prokim of Mishnahis, one parak of Bryce's. Ovestor of Nosson is 40 prokim long. This is a much more expanded version. So, Ovestor of Nosson, so notice that this is in, right, this Mishnah is in Parak Aleph. Novastur Nosson is in Surf Parak Yudgimel. It's the end of the 13th parak of Novastur Nosson. What does that mean? You gave him a million dollars. But you, you're, you're, you, you have this down, this countenance, this look of being upset. Born, frustrated, down, whatever it is, that type of a feeling down, type of a look, depressed look, like you gave him nothing. It's not giving, which is the point. It's the, the message of, I want to be with you, I want to support you, I want to care about you. It's a mind-boggling thing. Um, I'm going to take this off into a different direction. Um, I had a fellow in Cleveland was, was getting remarried. His first marriage ended in divorce, and he was a little bit nervous about. He says, "Is there any advice in in the Chazal of how to make your marriage work well?" Mm-hmm. So I said, "As a matter of fact, there is." I heard this from one of my rebbeim. So we know there are certain halachas of that when the husband, when a woman is a nida, in order to maintain a certain distance, there are certain halachas that you have to distance yourself. Uh, and certain things are permitted. So he's, he said the following thought. He said, what Chazal are prohibiting during that period, it means they're saying that these things tend to create a closeness which we want to limit when a woman's in need of. They shouldn't be nixal in need of. And things they're, they're allowing means they're not worried about that creating a connection. So a husband and wife eating together is actually limited unless there's some type of reminder on the table to remind them that, that she's in a state of need. So eating together creates closeness. Taking a walk together, some points you understand that that's included in the Yisr as well. What about giving a present to your wife when she's in need? 
So the case you place, Rabbi Yerushan Ayyushan says that's Mutter. So I said, what does an average American mind think when you had a spat you had a spat with your wife? What do you do? You go out and you buy her a present. What are Chazal telling us? That doesn't do it. You know what does it? The note that you write with the present. That's much more valuable than the present. Because the present is money, etc. The note is you. So I once had a uh, a chassan who was buying his kala a present, and I, you know, so um, he came to me after the, 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 to, for a uh, to share what had happened. I told the guy, "You deserved every, you deserved it." Uh, so he had this brother's present, and he went to this, went and he found looked for a card to give to his wife, his kala. So he found the card, which he felt expressed his emotions very, very well, and he wrote, you know, your loving chassan on the bottom, and gave it to her. So she said to him, "You plan to reuse the card? <laughs> Where's you? Write, talk, think, express. Tell me about you. What? Where are your feelings? Of this? It's all about. There's a uh, Eisenman from the Israel. Once said, he said." Okay, so there's a card which Hallmark created which expresses for 50,000 people in the country their feelings. That's all you got? There's no, nothing personalized that you, you want to share with me more than that? You and 50,000 Goyim all have the exact same feelings towards your, 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 your kawa? That's why he said it. All right? Where's you in the picture? So the matana is not the point. Now, the person say if it's, if it's a matana which expresses intimacy, that's a different issue. But say, but a regular matana, you want to buy something, you can take, you can buy something. Right? But that's not the problem. The problem is, is that, that's not the point. The point is not the matana. But I'm telling you, every, the, the, what's drilled into the people's minds, and I happen to be cynical, and I think it comes from the chocolate companies and the, the flower companies. You know, yeah, you're buying a pet, buy your flowers. Really? And she feels so much better than they show a picture of the lady can feel all the happy. She's an actress being paid whatever to look happy. I don't know why women, the flowers make a woman happy. You, 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 you insult her, you think she feels better, you buy her flowers. You re, really? Like, really? Yeah, I, a little bit, maybe. Okay, not too much. Not going to make up for that, but if you give your wife flowers like before Shabbos, when you didn't have a fight, okay. that's different. That's right? different. That I'm, that I'm, that I'm that, that, that's, yeah, Women like women like flowers. You know, yeah. It makes the house beautiful. I get that. Okay. But this idea that you can give them a ton of, right. and, and that's going to solve the problem, is ridiculous. She doesn't want your money. She wants your feelings and emotions. She wants you. So that's what we're saying over here. You, if you're giving your person but you're, I'm not giving you interest. I'm not seeing, I want to think about you and hear about you and focus on you, etc. It's like you didn't give me anything. One last point. Um, so he brings over here from this, the, the next page, two days, he brings from the Rebbe Yerna. So Rebbe Yerna wrote a fascinating sefer. He wrote a fascinating sefer. He wrote a sefer called Sefer Hagira. Now, what would you picture is going to be in the Sefer called Sefer Hayira? Well, we'll talk about Yerushalayim. It doesn't talk about Yerushalayim exactly. It talks about doing mitzvahs. I'm really scared of you. Yeah, but I'm not going to do anything you tell me. I'm <laughs> Right? 
Yira is, Yira means living with an awareness. Okay, this, let's go off. Give me three minutes, four minutes to explain what Yira is and why that's true, because that's not the point I want to get involved over here, but let's just talk about it. All right, so Rufutner is a fascinating piece in Pachet um, uh, beginning of, uh, I think it's the beginning of Pachet Yitzchok on Shabbos. Um, so there's this famous philosophical debate question. Now, is it shy that the human beings have an emotion which doesn't exist by Kodesh Baruch? We're created by Selim Lakim, which means we have the ability to have emotions like a Kodesh Baruch has Hanhagas, right? Is there, is there any type of emotion that we would have a Kodesh Baruch doesn't have such Hanhagas? So the question is Yira. Baruch is not scared of anything. So we're Selim Lakim, but how do we have a Mida which the Baruch doesn't have if we're just a reflection of a Kodesh Baruch? See, this is a mistake. This is a famous question that the, the philosophers grappled with. Um, says it's a mistake. Yira doesn't. Yira is describing the awareness of the the limitations of an individual doesn't be one that you have Yira for. It could be awe because the person is so much greater than you in stature, or it could be fear because the person is so much more powerful than you. Right? But the Yira is the awareness of the gap. Right? For the marshal. So this is the marshal I use. Person walking down the street, it's late at night, dark alley. Guys come and tell you, guys, guys, all muscle, 300 pounds, two bats in his hands. You're scared. Why are you scared? Because you're aware of the limitations you have vis-a-vis that, that, that individual. Let's say you're 350 pounds with two bats in each hand. You're not scared because you have no limitations. Year is the idea of limiting. Year is, so the Radio Yardim, what the Radio is saying is a person who lives life freely free, those ever want. That's not Yira. A person who feels a responsibility because he lives in a Kodesh Baruch Hu's world to therefore follow a set of rules of how to live. He's living with awareness of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's life. That's what Yira is. Yira is translating the awareness of a Kodesh Baruch Hu into reality. Okay. So he says like this. If you get guests, Yachnisim Lebeser Panam Yofis. Okay, you should greet them nicely. You give them bread to eat. Persons, you're not talking about a friend coming over, there's an individual who needed a place to stay. So he's some level of, he's either impoverished or he's out away from home and he doesn't have resources. So he might, he might be hungry. So make sure you give him, he might be embarrassed to ask. I'm skipping the, doing the bolt. Give them the food and the drink as much as you can with a, with a, with a smile. Right now, you're, you personally are dealing with a difficult situation and therefore you're, you're in pain. You should not express it to them. You should try and comfort them. Try and bring them, bring them back. Try and revive them, their feelings. You should help them yourself. Like you found like by Avram Avinu, they took care of the Archim, even though they looked like Arabs. By Yisabra, about on the page. Um, do not share your woes. They feel bad. 
They feel, you know why you're saying that? Because you want to minimize their feelings or you want to excuse why you're not helping them. Is that, they don't, why, why am I pouring out my woes at this guy? Like, he didn't come to hear my woes. Like, he has woes, and I, my job is to listen to his, not to share mine. So th- that um, if you do that, you almost lose all reward for all of your efforts, um, etc. Uh, one more point. You should express the feeling, I wish I could do more. I wish I had more resources to give more. So the Pasuk in Yeshai, which we, that's the Haftarah from Rim Kippur, you, your heart goes out to the one who's, who's, who's hungry. He's famished. I feel almost like I'm, I'm, I'm falling apart. I don't want more to give you. I wish I could do more. That's what touches the touches the Pasuk. So, um, okay, that's uh, the points I want to share. So, uh, I guess... The standard drasha that you talk about, you learn about Parshas Bahar, something about Shemitah, and when he was talking about Kodesh Baruch Hu, right, um, etc. I, I just wasn't in the mood of doing that. You know, we've done that in other years. Just, I, I think this is like a little bit of tucked in, a little bit different point. We spoke about this one time, that version, that version of Kechi um, But he, he, just likes, he just puts it down so beautifully, the points you know, of the, the Parsha. Okay, everybody say have a good job. Yes.